Too crazy for Boys Town. Too much of a boy for Crazy Town. The child was an outcast. Don't put on the show. Freaking win the game. Don't put on the show. You win the game. Don't put on the show. You win the game. Don't put on the show. You freaking win the game. You don't put on the show. You win. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Welcome back to show six. Still here. We're still going. I was... It was like a little bit less than strong. Like, it was not going strong, but going like pretty, pretty steady. St- okay, steady. I like that. Steady. We're go- going steady. Um, we're going to try something here today. We've never tried before because it's never existed before. We're going to try to do a live draft of an event that hasn't happened yet, if that makes sense at all. So I'll explain first. If you're getting excited, for the NBA playoffs, Underdog Fantasy has the game for you. And $50,000, a lot of thousand dollars is up for grabs. This tournament is called The Dance, and it's open right now. Just draft a team of 10 players. That's it. No setting a lineup. No roster management. Jam, close your ears. No Brad Stevens to screw it up for you. You're going to cover. I, you can, yeah, there you go. You're going to uncover. You're good now. Um, underdog will set your best possible lineup at the end of each round. I like that. So I have I'll have somebody to blame. Uh, just pick the players you think are going to ball in the playoffs. If you're right, you will win big. Check it out in the App Store, Play Store, and on UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code Trill T R I L. I want to try to do. We're going to try to do this later in the show because I think the issue. I figured out why I'm so bad at these picks. I. I'm seeing the game too far ahead, if you know what I mean. It's what the risk team wants you to do. They want you to trick yourself. That's, exa- that's exactly it. Like, I see a player prop. I'm thinking of, of that night. My brain, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm bigger brain. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking long term. So for this, for the dance, I can show it's like, listen, I've got the long term vision. I, I, I'm thinking too big. You know what I'm saying? Like chess, you always think 147 moves ahead. That's what I'm doing here. And that's why each individual pick and my pickums don't look good at the time. No, they've all been building to this longer term. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a slow burn. Sometimes you just pick a loser for the information it gives you. Yeah, you know? yeah. The real winner is me uh, for learning from all my losses. And there's been a lot of losses, so you can trust. So we've learned so much. <laughs> I, I've learned so much that. I'm going to be thinking over my strategy, but we're going to go into it live. And I'm going to like gonna be on the clock. I think it's like a minute of pick. I don't know. We'll see. It might be two seconds to pick. Either way, I think I've, I think that's my destiny. I think that's my destiny. I'm going to win this $50,000 and then no minimal, a declining amount of pick them, uh, pick them props, pick them props going forward but i know you saw bradley bill and uh kent bait well i, I mean it wasn't really kent baysmore it was, he wasn't really present for it 
<laughs> did, you, did you see their their uh, feud last evening? I did. It, people got very upset. Uh, well, not people. Bradley Beal. Yeah, I named. Well, also Bradley Beal's wife. I want to give credit to her. She was also very upset. Um, I gotta say, what a what a lovely marriage. You know what I mean? Are we gonna oh, both, yeah. We can both get mad and argue for me in favor of me uh, online. I like that. Shout out! Shout out to them. Shout out to Strong Love. Well, she's always been very supportive and willing to be mad online for his behalf. And so a queen a, and just keeps it going while he's also mad online. Like the, she knows uh, the perfect role and she's playing it. That's not even a role. She might be the star, man. She might be like, you're going to let Kent Bazemore talk this shit to you. And he's <laughs> like, nah, you know what? I'm going to tweet about it. That's what I'm going to do. So if you're unaware, Bradley Bill, Steph Curry are going back and forth for the scoring title. Kent Bazemore, who was a teammate of Steph Curry said, quote, 49 points in 29 minutes. That's unreal. We got guys hurting hamstrings to keep up, Baysmore said while smirking. Y'all got to do some research on that, end quote. It didn't really take that much research. He's talking about Bradley Beal. What, what other players are going for the scoring title yeah, and hurting hamstrings? And also hurt their hamstrings. But I'll say at the time I heard his quote, I wasn't aware that Bill hurt his But then I found out like immediately after. I was like, oh, that's dirty pool, man. That's dirty pool. Like you can... Uh, you you can he's a Steph guy. He's supposed to go for his guy. You can go for your guy without talking about somebody else's injury. It's just an unnecessary shot. Like there's no reason to yeah. uh, to take injuries into this discussion. Yeah, like you can you can you can campaign like 49 points in 29 minutes. That is insane. You could have just said that. Like I feel like talking about a guy's injury almost. It used to be like don't talk about their money. Now everybody's getting money, so I, I don't know if they care as much anymore. I was like, don't talk about my injuries. And now the real loser here is us because unless they both make the championship, the uh, Wizards and Warriors are not going to play again until next year. But this also feels like a, a thing like every year that Bradley Beal plays a Kent Bazemore team, I'll give me the over <laughs> on, on Beal's points. Like, get, like, How many points do you think he gives them? Not that they'll match up, you know, the entire time, but it, at least forty. I was, I was gonna say he's, at least fifty, man. Like he does fifty <laughs> on the regular when he's not even mad. He's furious. Fifty feels light. The one thing about Bazemore is that I understand him being strong in Steph's corner because Steph feels entirely responsible for Bazemore getting what, like a seventy million dollar contract from the Hawks. Like he owes his entire career earnings to Steph. Doesn't need to lash out, but I understand him kind of being being protective of his of his guy. Well, I'll say this though. Baysmore, did you know Baysmore got Steph Curry to Under Armour? I believe I remember that somehow, but yeah. So like he's always he's always set there. Like he's just like, listen, I got you. As long as Under Armour exists, Kent Baysmore gonna have a, a, a shoe deal and a signature shoe and events to go to. So it's like that. Baysmore already got his money. What's the what's what's the meaning of this, Kent? Like what's who benefits here? Because now you're gonna get 60 points put on your head every single time. It's gonna be one of those forgot kind of forgotten beat. Like, did you know that I don't know what it is? LeBron and Tobias Harris. LeBron used to 
like go out of his way to bust Tobias Harris' ass. And it's hard to tell because LeBron James busts a lot of people's ass. <laughs> so it's hard to tell. But they had some encounter when Tobias was in Orlando. And I don't know if he said the magic word. And since then, LeBron has just kind of took it personally against Tobias Harris. I will uh, I'll leave it at that. I don't know if it's cooled since then. Like They play in different conferences now. But if we get a Philly-LA finals, which at one point felt inevitable, and now not so much. Not so much. But I want to talk NBA futures as well because I read an article and they ranked all the teams like in terms of their like they broke it down from like players management money market draft but it's a lot of numbers that's why I was like don't even bother it's just a lot of nerds a lot of factors did they like average 17 statistics together and come out yeah it was one of those it's one of those a real Nate Duncan article yeah big numbers yeah all right who do you think is in the worst place? Who do you think they have dead last overall? Like who who's whose future is the grimmest in the NBA? The Orlando Magic? No. They are 28th of 30. There are mm. two more they have worse. One I agree with, one I don't agree with. I'm trying to think. Eastern Conference, both of them? Uh no, both conferences. One in each, I'll give you that. I don't know. The the Pacers? No. Cavaliers for the East. That's the one I agree with. The Timberwolves out West. I don't agree with that. Both of those teams have pretty like young players who could be good. I mean, Anthony Edwards is phenomenal. That's what I think that him and Carl Anthony Towns alone should get them higher than tw- like 29. Would you rather be the Timberwolves or the Magic? I would rather be the Timberwolves. Magic don't have anyone. They have Markel Fultz and RJ Hampton and what else? Uh, Jonathan Isaac, I guess, is coming back, but still. He's played less than half of the games available to him. And and again, he's been good when he played, but he hasn't played half of the games available to him. Now, they got the Bulls picks. Those could be some stuff, but... Are they? Is either one going to get you a duo as good as Edwards and Towns? Like, wherever they go from here? Not at all. I'll take Minnesota. Cleveland, I think Cleveland's down pretty bad. I would have had Detroit dead last. Detroit, yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm surprised I didn't think of them. They've they only have Jeremy Grant. There's and I guess Sadiq Bay has been say, solid, but that's Sadiq not like Bay, a star. Isaiah Stewart's been solid, but I mean, like they're taught Killian Hayes. Apparently he's looked better since he came back. I'm not gonna hold you like I've been watching a bunch of post all-star game Pistons games. It'd be sick if you had. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I won't tell that lie. But I don't see how they're not 30th. That's the – like, that's who needs to win this lottery. Like, they – I mean, Cavs uh, – the Cavs won enough lotteries. Like, they've, they've, they've had their slot come up. Can you, uh, can you show me Tankathon, the NBA draft tank? I just want to do a random – lottery simulation and see because it's one of those like detroit is down i I would have them dead last but they could also end up with the fifth pick which would be criminal just in the lottery 
if the Minnesota Timberwolves got the number one oh, pick, boy. that's dangerous. Zoom in, zoom in there. Let's have a peek here. Okay, so th- you just did a random sim lot. We have the Timberwolves number one, the Spurs number two. Jumping 11 spots. That That's interesting. Chicago three, Detroit four. See, like it depends on how much you like this draft, but De- Detroit finishing four here will be a tough scene. Oklahoma City would have five, Cleveland six, and Oklahoma City would also have number seven. From the Rockets, if the Rockets lose their pick this year, if it's out of the top four, that sucks yeah, for them. That, they they should really be yeah. in the bottom five of the franchise. Look, if they don't hit on like this early draft pick, that's just like another year of delay for Houston, where it's like we're doing our rebuild again around Kevin Porter Jr. and Kelly yeah, Olynyk. Yeah, it the KO show. Um, it has. That's why it's like they. I think if if it goes to four, they keep it right. Like four is the last. Yeah, I think it's top four protected. Yeah, top. Okay, so that's. Because on the flip side, Oklahoma City, that that could, that five pick could stay the same, but their seven pick, they could get the number one pick. That's what I would like. I would if I was if I was the GM of Oklahoma City, I would prefer higher picks. That's that's just me. Well, they certainly got a lot of them, but yes, higher picks would be good. This draft class is supposed to be phenomenal, like ten players deep of terms of just like talent, but. That's just what people on the internet say. I have no idea if that's actually true. Well, it's the top is really strong. Like it's supposed to be like four to five guys that are worthy number number one pick. Do you watch? Are you not a college basketball guy? Not at all. No, the Boston fans. I don't know. They don't like college basketball. Oh, like, hey, for Boston College. I mean, I get it. I didn't say it was unjustified. <laughs> I didn't say it was unjustified. Uh, Hey, I was a big Troy Bell fan in 2002 when the BC Eagles oh, went storming to the Sweet 16. Ooh, Jared Dudley, I think we all were. Yeah. Craig Smith, I mean, but <laughs> I'm disappointed ever since. Sick. Yeah. Now that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's it's Kay Cunningham, kid from Oklahoma. I think he's going to go number one. I think he should. Evan Mobley, center from USC. Jalen Suggs, point guard from Gonzaga. And two G League guys. So those are supposed to be like the top five. So apparently finishing in the top five is like depending on how you feel. Like you might get your number one guy at four or five is basically what I've heard about this draft. The G League guys are interesting just because have you has anyone seen them in competition as like over the last year? I feel like there's a lot of growth that can be done over one year of playing basketball. And I just don't know. Like I know there was a G League bubble, but I don't mm. I didn't watch any Jalen Green or Jonathan Kaminga like action. So I watched like often, not enough to form like an opinion. I was like, yeah, this, like, I, I, I see the vision. Like, he hit a couple shots to dunk on somebody. Green was supposed to be the green was apparently the one that people are like, some teams would take him number one. Kaminga, I think he's probably fifth here, but he might have the, he's like the wing style player that if he works out, he's what everybody wants and he's the only wing. The rest are either like point guard, maybe shooting guard, and Mobley, who's a he's a center or gonna be a center. So it all depends on where you get. But do you still have the uh give me another random lottery simulation? Oh, this one they do it with the uh 
with the mock draft. Okay. That's a new wrinkle. Zoom in there if we can. So this has K kind of yeah, that would be best case. Mobley, this would be a good mock draft. Wow. But my thing is if I'm Oklahoma City and I had I they have I think it's 17 first rounders and 17 second rounders over the next whatever. I feel like their best bet is the only using the trade up in the draft. That feels like that. Like you can't, you're not going to make 17 draft pick like they're like over these next few years. That, that's not to keep, right? I feel like I, you could keep a couple to like get bad salary off, but I would use these like Sam Presti been there forever. He's a good G like he trusts his scouting. He should, right? Like Harden, was what third pick went I guess a little high, but he was a stud. Westbrook went a little high at the time, stud. The Serge Ibaka's like, I feel like my I would just take the 17 picks, be like, okay, Detroit, you need the most help in the league. What would it take to get scroll down? Because I think Oklahoma City should oh no, they got three and five there. Three and five. Never mind. I nah, I keep three and five. But if it was like if it was like three and nine, I'd be like, okay, what would it take to get K Cunningham? We just like K Cunningham went to Oklahoma State. Keep them in. You keep them in Oklahoma City. Oh, OKC would love that. Those that little scrappy town just yeah, they, those <laughs> prove their relevance. Yeah, those those blue collar workers. I like. I would just trade up do that because if you hold on these picks to trade for Bradley Bill or whatever, you're. It just feels like you're pressing fast forward already because you're already on like somebody's third contract. Are they going to stay in Oklahoma City? Are they going to request to go there? Like we see these guys. They don't just want to get out. They want to go some like, <laughs> oh, go get me out of here as long as it's the Lakers or the Clippers. Well, don't get me wrong. They they also very much want to get out. I mean, it's not a place anyone wants to stay. For sure. And that's why, again, it's like, hey, I get that. So the only hope is these draft picks because that's, that's where we've got you as long as humanly possible. So if they if they got three, I would keep three and five because they got that would almost be better than. I mean, it wouldn't be better than one. I'm not even going to tell that lie. But depends if they like identify their guy. Like, so, like, just give up all the picks in the world if there's like can't miss player who you think is like going to be a superstar. Because right. you could draft. Uh, I don't know if Cade is their guy. I might consider just doing three and five for uh, that like number one pick if it's a surefire thing. But if there's really no separation between five. That makes sense. But they definitely need to mm. use those draft picks. Let me tell you, Danny Ainge has hoarded a lot of draft picks. And then you get to the draft Ooh. and like your team has improved, or at least the Celtics <laughs> are still good. So it's like, yeah, we got 21 and 25. We yeah, have to great. take someone. Uh, we have to Euro stash like someone. Just go and get the person you want with all those picks. I think that would be like if it turned out like this, I would. I'd be like, okay, five is off limits. But I'll tell you, you can take three in any like the future picks, right? Because again, if I tell you, you could take. Like when Celtics 76ers flipped for Tatum and Fultz, that was one draft pick, right? One first round pick. Romeo Langford. <laughs> the first round draft pick. Yeah. So if if like if that's the going rate to get from three to one is one pick, I'd but yeah, you can't have five because again, that pick might turn out to be Romeo Lang. It might be one of those 26 pick in the draft. And if they're like, no, we want two, I'd be like, okay, again, you're not getting five. But I'll give you so like we make sure we get our guy and five, because I like I'd rather have the five pick in this draft than how many of those future pick. Like you wouldn't trade it the other way. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. And you have your, like, you can bet on yourself. You already have a bunch of other picks from teams like the Rockets You're uh, and the pick swaps right. they have. They're going to have a good pick. So right. if you just trade your own future picks, hopefully you're good enough. They lose some value, but they they have so many, like, potential great picks that, yeah, just give up some futures because you know you're already going to have, an, like, a crack at the top five no matter what, just based right. on how many picks you have. Unless the Rockets are somehow great soon, but that doesn't seem mm. likely to happen. I'm... That would just be my whole because again you can't like you're not going to draft seventeen even if you draft ten of them that's a lot you have it's a lot of development to put into like ten like you know what I'm saying assuming you already have your guys that are playing your Gilgis Alexanders and Lou Dort and whoever else you find from all these picks I feel like that would be my only like okay like can we all agree like we agree Kate Cunningham is worth it right okay let's trade like whatever it takes to get up and get him. If in next year's draft, it's somebody like Chet Holmgren or whoever it's supposed to be, it's like, okay, if we can agree that this is our guy, there's no point in having like the number four, 11 and 19 pick in the draft. Like, let's let's just go get our guy. A Chet Holmgren, Poku front line uh, would be scary. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nightmare front line. I don't know if I'm ready for that or the world's ready for that. Holmgren, Poku, Dort, Shea, and K Cunningham, that's 82 and 0. <laughs> that's 80 that, that's got every that's got uh defense skinny white guys it's really got everything you need but that's, I, I, that's that, got to move them up the franchise future list i mean that's what like i gotta see where oklahoma oklahoma city was not very high and then i was in this exercise and i was like well i thought y'all told me that the picks was everything like oklahoma city has the 19th best futures in here rank they're behind the Spurs. Would you rather like would you rather take over Oklahoma City as a GM or the Spurs? Absolutely, Oklahoma City. It's like the Spurs, they have some decent young talent, but you're pretty locked into whatever DeJounte Murray becomes. And solid player, but right. the picks could be anything, even a boat. They yeah, they could even be DeJounte Murray on a boat. Yeah. But it's like like the Hawks are 16. Golden State's 15th, Boston's 14th, which is how I know this is all bull. But y'all ain't got no more draft picks. Y'all ain't, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? We don't yeah. have to go there. Yeah. Uh, I, I unfortunately, like <laughs> unfortunately, I've come to grips to that recently. Uh, Wait, so, so Jalen Brown's just done for the season, right? Yep. He's going to have surgery next week. So what seed are y'all right now? Can you give me the standings? Where are y'all at right now? We're absolutely in the seventh seed, and unless we basically win out, it's likely to be the seventh seed. What would you want at this? Like, is it even worth it to go through? Because I can, like, I can see legit see the case for like, hey, we got a lot of young guys. If we just want them to get their feet wet, or you could also take a stab. Like we just in the simulation we just did, the Spurs jumped up eleven spots. Say the I don't think they can and- fully tank. They would have to lose two games in the playing tournament, which is type of embarrassment I just can't uh, can't get behind right now. That's just a, not a good look for the franchise. <laughs> a lot of our future right now is based on re-signing Evan Fournier, and I don't think you can uh, just say we're going to give up in the in the playing game. I want them to rest the rest of the season. Robert Williams has like turf toe, which. Jesus Christ. Where's yeah, the turf? Where's the turf he was playing yeah, on? What the, yeah, what the he playing a little AM football in this meantime? 
but yeah, no, we just need a rest, and then hopefully, just um, what I'm asking for is just make some noise in the playoffs, which is win. What does that mean? One or two games. <laughs> so you okay? Seven C. Who's the two C right now? It's got to be Philly. No, Philly's Brooklyn. locked in number oh. one. It's, it's oh, okay. battle between Brooklyn and Milwaukee. You don't want Brooklyn in the first round, man. I don't want the Philly or the Bucks in the first round either. But it's <laughs> you, come on, man, have a heart. If no we James beat the Brown? Heat, okay, come on, man. If we beat the Heat, then we still have to gain another game for the privilege of playing the Bucks in the first round instead of the play-in tournament. At this point, I'm embracing the play-in tournament. It's exciting. <laughs> it's good for the fans. I mean, you can hang another banner. Won the play-in tournament. That's a playoff series win in my book. I know Brad Stevens will be arguing to. Uh, Count this, but like, would you rather like win the play and get mowed down, or is there if you all lose out, is there any way you could just miss it all together, or is it too few? That's what sick. I like it's probably possible, but it's possible we'd have to lose all of our games, and I think the Bulls would have to win all of their games. So you're saying there's a chance? Oh no, that's not even possible. I think they can. The worst they can do is fall to ten. Ah, that's thing. I was gonna say, man, y'all might as I go the other way. Let, let the or if you play the playoffs, be like, man, Kemba, you're not even playing this year. Like, really, my guy. We just wanna, we just wanna get Peyton Pritchard and Aaron Neesmith some some playoff chops. Oh, you're not ready for 35 minutes of playoff Aaron Neesmith. The guy's an animal. The guy plays. I like uh, like he shot out of a cannon. I'm ready. That's a. Uh, that's what I've reduced to looking forward to is just like the development and the young guys when they lose to the Nets in the first round. This is how far the mighty Celtics have fallen. That's really disgusting. What would you they give up a to get crazy off year. What would you give oh, up they, to give off uh, Kimba's contract? Uh, first round picks. I don't know who else, what you like. I don't know if a multiple, but it sure would be nice. I don't know who's going to take them. Yeah. My hope is that the Knicks are dumb enough to be like, bring home Kemba. We need a, a point guard, but I don't know who who's going to pay Kemba Walker thirty million dollars a year. It's looking wrong. okay. Like this says, you have the you would give up the sixteenth pick to get off his contract, right? You would do that in a heartbeat, yeah. Yeah, because it feels like the Celtics have their core of Tatum and Brown, and hopefully Robert Williams if he can stay healthy. At this point, it's just about finding guys who complement that. Mm. They don't really need to add like top star talent i think they need to find guys who will play like they have tatum and brown for the next seven years or so uh figure out how to kind of just find the best guys around it and i don't think kemba is the answer at this point if he's just not going to be there on defense and not going to be consistently scoring and that's where i'm trying to see who's got like oklahoma city's got cap space they wouldn't take them i've seen crazy stuff about like some sort of uh horford three-way deal because they need it they don't want his mm-hmm. money, and so I was, yeah, nobody wants Horford's money either. No, but no. I don't know how you like you bring in Horford to just be a old savvy vet player coach. But uh, yeah, I'm it's, all, I'm I don't know what they do with the Kemba contracts. I just don't know how they. I'm just Detroit. Maybe I think you could sell the Spurs on Kemba Walker. Hey, if, whatever, whatever they want to give us for Kemba Walker. <laughs> I like if DeRozan leaves, like they'll just want a, a vet, just a wily vet in there. I could see that's like I don't he's not untradeable yet, but it's just a th- like he's he's always gonna be a liability defensively. 
And if you're going to have like Brown, Smart, Tatum, like not only could you in theory build a lineup with no liabilities defensively, it's like you could build it with three, four, five pluses at that. Like you, there would be nowhere to pick it. And it'd be cold shit, man. But I, I like if they really want to get to contending, I think that's what they have to do. I think they have to get off that money. And so is the trade exception, is that just dead or does that go into like the summer? They use some of it on Fournier, so they still have a little bit more. Um, but that uh, yeah. like is one of those situations where we actually do need to re-sign Evan Fournier That's because disgusting. we have this bird rights or whatever, and right. like they can't sign anyone else. They just need they can only give money to him. Yuck. He's yeah. been decent. Like he can make sure he's a fine sixth man, but it's having him, Marcus Smart, and Kemba on the roster, it's just like a little small and not enough like they, they need a power forward they need like someone with size who can be versatile all grant the versatile williams. wings are kind of grant williams is a small ball five at best <laughs> if the yeah, if the ball was horribly small if you're playing terrible <laughs> small ball i could say boy oh boy and now listen you're about to have the 16th pick it could be could be something special it could be let's see what they say Usman Garuba from Real Real Madrid, power forward. There you go. You know how well Danny Ainge does with those overseas picks. I mean, I'm not sitting here in my Gershon Yabusele <laughs> shirt for no reason. <laughs> I want to try the dance. Let's dance. I. All right, here we go. One for points. Remember this: one for points, three for blocks, three for steals. Assist and a half, or excuse me, point and a half for assist, 1.2 for a rebound, minus one turnover. So blocks and steals are really important. And this goes, okay, yeah, this goes all four rounds. Oh, so you really right. want to value someone who you think is going to be there for all four rounds. All four, that's what you're looking for, right? Because it becomes a case where it's like, okay, do I... Let's Do see, I think, think Joe that... Harris yeah, is Joe Harris going to score more, give me more overall points than Russell Westbrook? Probably not. But if he plays four more rounds than Russell Westbrook, then something to consider. So right now, Joel Embiid, the risk team has him as the number one projected. So that's, I guess, who are the top teams that you think are like most likely to be in the finals? Because I think that's how you have to base your first picks is who's going to put up big stats in the finals. Well, even I think it, I'm looking at teams that it's like if I can't see you making the conference finals, at least making it like I I don't know if I can take you. Right. Like I'm looking like Embiid. there's a very good chance they at least make the whatever happens there happens there, but make the conference finals. But it is wild because one of Embiid, Giannis and James Harden, one of those guys is not going to make the conference finals. And those are the top three picks. And the next one's Kevin Durant. And the next one is Kevin Durant. So it's like, okay, I'm if you just bet big on the Lakers, I just like ADs look much better. LeBron's, I think, I think he comes back middle, probably by the time this comes out, Brian may be back. But if they just get the oh man, the Lakers losing the playing games would be fantastic. It'd be funny. It'd be funny. Like Donovan Mitchell, it's like, okay, they're the one seed, they're good. I, they're they might have a I'm not not an easy road to the playoffs. 
But if you're looking at one eight, they probably get the Warriors. I don't. I think it'd be an interesting series. Like the Warriors might get one or two. I don't think they can beat the Jazz in the series. So you might get that. You let everybody else duke it out. And uh, yeah, give me the West here. One eight. Then you would be looking at the winner of Nuggets Mavericks. You take that. Like the Mavericks have one player, and the Nuggets just lost their second best player. Meanwhile, if you're the Suns, you're looking at Lakers first round. Which just sucks for the Suns. That's that, yeah, we talk. Oh man, that's the main gripe to get rid of the playing tournament. Sixers or, or excuse me, six, uh, Clippers or Blazers, which probably Clippers. So Suns would have to go Lakers, Clippers, Jazz. Meanwhile, the Jazz would have to go Warriors. I mean, that's that's the benefit of the one seed, man. The system works. Suns tricked off a couple games this week, man. They, I feel like they keep getting close, but. But do you really want to pick Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert for your dance no. team? Like Listen, those I'm, are not not dance partners you really want to go with. So it feels like you got to go LA heavy coming out of the West. Yeah, if you're just like, yeah, one of these teams is probably making the which I probably I just I don't for Suns and Jazz, I, it just feels tough to win like three rounds your first go round. It's not the Jazz first go round. And they might make the conference. I said I'd be surprised if they made the conference finals, but not if it breaks like this. But if the Lakers lose like to the Warriors, if they lose the first playing game but win the second one, then they're the AFC. Then they're looking at the Jazz first. That's wild. So that's why the playing turn yeah. is kind of fun. Like what if Steph just goes for 65 and like the right, yeah. game. Right, yeah. If they get down early and they're just like, okay, they, like, you know what? We're down 20. And it's not even worth it. We're just sitting LeBron. We and get, then LeBron, yeah, LeBron yeah. kicks the shit out of the Grizzlies the next yeah, game. Yeah, he just gives the Spurs 87 points. And it's like, okay, actually, you know what? We'd rather play the Jazz. Like, that's a shorter flight for us. We don't. I would that's love funny. for the Lakers to manufacture that. LeBron's, like, pissed off. But if you just do the full drama, we want the Jazz. <laughs> we have control. Like, because it's, it's basically giving LeBron control over his first-round opponent. Well, you're, you're, and by doing that, you're giving him control over his whole trip, right? Like that's because that's, he might be looking at this now. It's like, okay, I would rather like Suns. We can they never been here before. We can knock them out. That's light work. Clippers. That'll be seven games in my own bed. Not worried about that. And then if it's like it's either Jazz or Nuggets, they know they can beat the Nuggets. Jazz. If the Lakers get that far, I think they're beating the Jazz. They drop to eight, then beat the Jazz. Then they have the winner of Nuggets Mavericks. Oh, they can cool. hold off the Clippers till conference five. It's if they don't drop to the eight seed, they're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, like they should. Prideful be. fools. We just we want to win. It's like no, I'm because if ooh, I'm glad we looked this up, Jam. We got okay. We stumbled Crap, upon something feeling. here. I think we have. I want because the Celtics he, to do the same thing, you know, just so they can get that Sixers first round matchup because that's how we're going to win. That I mean, maybe so because y'all not beating the other two for certain, <laughs> for certain. But that's that is interesting because now if you're like, okay, actually, if we go the other way, LeBron, don't try to come back for Monday or Wednesday or like you're just out to the playing game. That gets him another what five, six days of rest of guaranteed rest. Bron, AD. You guys are just out. And you're not even uh, 
Actually, I might sit you the first game of the play-in, too. Like, we are, we want Golden State in there. Because, like, hey, in the off chance we meet up again, we know we could beat Golden State in the series. We'll tank this one. Alex Caruso gets 48 minutes. And they're just like, hey, okay, whoever wins of the night, the Grizzlies, Spurs, we just beat the hell out of them. Bam, we're looking at the Jazz. We still won game of the first two, which is what LeBron James kind of, kind of his thing. And he's in the mix. It's a lot of confidence in turning the switch on, which LeBron James, best switch turner that we have. He's very good. I think uh, ever. I, I, I like. I think Jordan was a better player, but he wasn't a switch turner. His switch was just always on. LeBron has shown. Yeah, no, I know when to turn it on. And when I turn it on, they'll turn it on enough to I need them. Do you think any teams outside the top three in the East have a chance at conference finals? Like Hawks can no. pull off a series. Knicks, everyone Haw- loves the Knicks, but. Haw- Hawks-Knicks is interesting. I just, I'm not sure who it's a bad matchup for. Like, I, I it just doesn't feel, like, I feel like whoever wins that series wins it in, like, five games. That make, like, I don't see it going to seven. It's like, oh, as it turns out, Clint Capella couldn't guard Julius Randle. The Knicks ran all over him. Or if it's like, oh, well, it appears Trey Young just lit Alfred Payton on fire for five straight games. Like, I, I don't or it's st- like the Knicks are of a terrible offense, and it's like, oh, you really slow down the game and make them play half-court offense. Suddenly it's like Julius right, yeah, doesn't just, score 45 points a night. Yeah, well, yeah well, like you send all your action to him, or you just let him. Like, hey, we're, shutting, we're staying home on everybody else. He'll have to score 50, and he's going to have to do it seven times. The team that has, can do something is the Heat. Like – Jimmy Butler is playing some pretty solid basketball. He just worked the Boston Celtics on Sunday. Probably will do it again tonight. Probably. Um, but they had their their whites knocking down threes, and they're a very tough team when, like, you can play Bam at the elbow and just those guys are constantly moving. And they got uh, – we, we slandered – I slandered Trevor Ariza last episode. And yeah, then he you dropped uh, 17 points in the second quarter on the Celtics. So Made you eat your words, didn't he? I absolutely did, but the Heat, I think, they have the experience from last year, like, and just Jimmy and Bam. Like, I, if I'm the Bucks, I really don't want to see the Heat in the the six seed. I'd prefer not to. Like, I would definitely prefer, like, if Brooklyn gets Miami, it feels like Brooklyn pretty easily, and I feel like Milwaukee would also like whoever wins of New York, Atlanta. I feel like they would make light work of. So if I'm yeah, if I'm the Bucks, I, I think I kind of need that two seed. You also, like, you know you're going to have to play the Nets. You at least want it at home. Like, to be one game back there that close, but they're – Nets five and five in their last ten, man. They're not, they not trying to lock down the three either. I feel like it, it probably matters less to them. Like, I don't think the, Net, the Nets know if they're healthy. It doesn't matter if they go on the road. Yeah, they just haven't played James Harden at all. Yeah, like – there's, I don't know when exactly he's coming back because initially they th- people thought he might miss the kind of maybe the first round, but I think he's coming back like one prep game before the playoffs actually start. That's what, yeah, said he could play against one of these four games, I'm guessing the games they have left. But yeah, if he's there, I imagine they probably don't really care. But if I'm the Bucks, that's where it's like, oh no, I care. I'm the one that cares about this. I'd, I'd prefer not to see the Heat again. Just. That wasn't like a fluke series. It went seven, a couple of balls bounced the heat way. The heat just whooped them just from beginning to end. So 
Nobody really want to. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to wait for that. But people, nobody really want to get into the dance with me because they know my long term thinking. Is beneficial. The risk teams probably hid the link from the, the general public. Yeah, they're cowards. Cowards. You know, it's not a coward, though. Baby boy Ooh. of the week. Baby boy of the week. The baby boy of the week. That's who's not a coward to answer my question. And the baby boy of the week is Anthony Davis. It's Anthony Davis. He played four games. Three of them he's started and finished. So proud of him for that. In those three games, 34 points, 10 boards, three assists, two blocks. And the Lakers beat Phoenix and Denver, like two wins they needed, two top four seeds. Looking like he's back just in enough time to get his rest up for the second playing game like we've laid out here. I really think the Lakers should do that now. Who do you, If you're the Lakers, who do you think they'd rather face, Utah or Phoenix? Utah. I mean, I just think the everyone hates Utah. Yeah, I, would, I think, yeah. they think that you – like Anthony Davis, if they get – funny thing about the Lakers is it's like we know Anthony Davis at the five and LeBron at the four is our best lineup. We are mm. not going to do that in the regular season. But in the playoffs – That's the switch. That's the switch. And then Anthony Davis pulls out Gobert a little bit and – then Gobert's not as much of a rim protector. I just think it's uh, a better matchup for them. I, I just don't think other teams respect the Jazz either and kind of want to go at the Jazz because they're the Jazz. Mm. I feel like it's just uh, natural. I don't know, Devin, like, I still feel like I f- favor the Lakers in either matchup, and they really shouldn't uh, shouldn't worry about uh, which team uh, they go up yeah. against. But. My, I feel like the Suns is just a – Worst matchup, just in turn, like the Suns' only real big is Aiton. Like their backup big is Dario Sart, who is not a traditional center. And the Lakers, like for whatever you think about them, they're gonna have AD and Andre Drummond and Mark Gasol and Montrez. Like they're just, I feel like they're just way too big for Phoenix. I feel like they've got good enough defenders. Like you're throwing some sort like Caruso and KCP at Chris Paul and Booker. Like you make them work at least like they're still the number one defense without LeBron AD. So I just, it doesn't feel like a good matchup, but yeah, I think I'm with like, it doesn't, there's not like, Oh no, we can't face the jet. What, what will Jordan Clarkson do to our bench? Jordan Clarkson oh. just scored 45 points with zero assists on That's 15 him. attempted threes, which is impressive. Did he hit? Did he just hit all three of? He just hit. No, he had six of them. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's that's what forty percent. That's still pretty good. That's a very Jordan Clarkson stat. That's a very, that's the most Jordan Clarkson stat I've ever heard, and I feel like that should be called it. Over thirty points with no assist should be the Clarkson. Over thirty points with like one assist. That's the Kyrie. I feel like Kyrie used to have like a bunch of one assist games. It's really the the Wilt Chamberlain. There's some tweet I saw. It's like all oh, people who've done that the most. It's Wilt Chamberlain did it. 60 multiple times with no assists. Which I, I, I'm still, I'm kind of getting on the side of people that said like Will Chamberlain was not a real person. Like all this time I thought he was a real person. Now I'm not so sure because there's not nearly enough video footage of him. If there is, how's there no video footage of the hundred point game, Jan? Cause it didn't happen. 
You raise a good point, man. I don't. Have you heard that? Have you heard that conspiracy theory? I have, and I like that's the biggest gripe. Like, Will, I looked it up that season a couple months earlier. Will Chamberlain had set the I think it was seventy one points. It's so that was the previous all time high. If you know a guy can just randomly set the all time high, how was there not cameras at every single game he played? He just like this video here. I think this is him in high school. Yeah. Yeah. He's just snatching shots out of the air. Like just yeah, he was 17 years old doing that. This is CGI. <laughs> like he just jumped unnecessarily and made like a, a white chocolate Jason Williams pass to go and get the ball back on a give and go. It's just a preposterous play for anyone to make. Nonetheless, a 17 year old. And so I say that to say, did a 17 year old really make that play? Hmm? Are you saying that he was lying about his age, like Danny Alamante style? Well, listen, there's a thing. Are you familiar with George Marcus? I am not. George Marcus set a bunch of basketball records in Pennsylvania when Will Chamberlain was in high school. And there are rumors that Will Chamberlain was just George Marcus. When he was like, when he was like 14, I think I, I, when he was like 14 or 15, he was playing pro for the team under the name like George Marcus. And if you look up, like Google an image of George Marcus basketball, and I think they've got a couple, and it's like, that's clearly Wilt Chamberlain. Like, it's definitely Wilt Chamberlain. Wait, so run me through this again. George Marcus goes and sets a bunch of records and then just changes his name at some point to Wilt Chamberlain? No, the rumor is there is no, like George Marcus is Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, that's a picture of George. That's clearly Will Chamberlain. So that's while Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain was 16, he went to the league under the pseudonym of George he Marcus? Went to, it wasn't the NBA, but it was professional league for the phase, and he played under the name George Marcus. That's wild. See? So it was a... Uh, uh, it just gives some credence to... Was this like... I think he's just kind of a figment of all of our imaginations. I mean, his stats are absolutely absurd. He had he had all those games with no assists, and then like two years later, just won the assist title. Because he decided, he said, "I want to, I want to see what I can do. I want to see if I can lead the league in assists." And he promptly did that. He scored a hundred points. Devin Booker scored seventy. That's thirty more points. Jam with no threes. No three. That's 50 buckets. He just gave you 50 buckets, give or take free throws. Look up uh you give me the 61-62 NBA MVP voting. Oh yeah. Because it's preposterous. Yeah, this is the season. This has been making the rounds a little bit, and it's incredible. 1961-62. Bill Russell won MVP. 19 points, 24 boards, five assists. Good numbers. Real good numbers. Will Chamberlain was second. He played 48 and a half minutes a game. You understand basketball is a 48-minute game. He played 48 <laughs> and a half minutes on the season. That means he did not once, I guess, overtimes. He, those were, he played those two. That's how he's at 48 and a half. He did not come out the entire season. He averaged 50 points and 26 rebounds. He finished second. Third place was Oscar Robertson. 
who played who got more first place votes than him, who got more first place votes than him and averaged 31 points, 13 rebounds and 11 a a Westbrook. He he did a Westbrook. Fourth was Elgin Baylor. He had 38 points, 19 boards a game. You see, he played 48 games. You know why he didn't play a full 82 jam? No, because he was in the army. He was in the army and he would only play for the Lakers on the weekends. He finished fourth in MVP this season. So I say all that to say this. Why doesn't the NBA support our troops? A very good point. No. Um, but it's that, like he averaged 50 points and 26 rebounds and didn't win MVP. When the guy that won MVP has another teammate in the top eight, like Come on. What the hell? What happened that year? Was it just uh, NBA, like the Celtics were first place? I'm, I'm sure they were, but listen, y'all got two of the top eight MVP uh, vote getters. I'd hope so. <laughs> There's only f- nine teams in the league. Yeah, so... <laughs> So Celtics were the one to I, I almost certain Wilt was still with the, the Philadelphia Warriors in. So they were the, was. the two seat, right? So that like how is it? Eleven games back, but still yeah, <laughs> eleven games, like certainly a gap. But the two seed, they weren't the seven seed. There aren't seven teams, but they that's BS, man. That's BS. That's why I don't think Will Chandler was real. That nobody would have voted. Anybody. He played 48 and a half minutes. He didn't come out at all. Elgin Baylor and Jerry West finished, four, finished fourth and fifth. That cut some votes. That cut some votes. But how I, I, I don't understand it. Let's I don't see who think else he was, was on, that, on that team. He had no help. Bums. You think Bob McNeil from St. Joseph's was giving him any help? Or Guy Rogers? Joe Rucklick? Ain't that a cowboy? Guy Rogers? <laughs> That's the problem. It was a cowboy. <laughs> He's not help winning. Tom Gola played 41 minutes a game. Uh, averaged 13 points. A lot of help. A lot of help. So I... That's why I'm like, was this guy even real? Like, was he even really real? Like, how did they not like capture him and like cut him in half like a tree? Like count the rings inside. Like if he was a real person, I don't think they would have just let him cook like that. Like while we're looking at Wood Chamberlain's basketball reference page right now, you notice what's not listed there? No. Steals and blocks per game because they didn't count them <laughs> until the year he retired. Until the year. He retired. He's got 78 triple doubles, and they didn't track steals and blocks. Like how many, how many triple doubles do you think Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain have with points, rebounds, and blocks? And we'll never know because they didn't count them until the year. Like, why? The literally the year he left. That that's because he didn't exist. To just come into the league and lead the league in scoring for your first six seasons. Yeah. And the lowest amount you scored was 34 points. What's his minutes per game for his career? What's that? 40 what? 45.8. 
46 he get one minute of rest per game per half averaging a 30 and 23 for his career <laughs> yeah and this is after like if you take the last couple of years when he was like okay I'm going to play defense and he won another ring like how many how many rings would Will Chamberlain needed for him to be like okay he's comfortably the greatest player of all time cuz that's really the only not he didn't have he's got two rings but it was it, it wasn't enough so it's like how many if he had like four rings would it be like he's comfortably the goat like what I that's what I need to know what's the because if he's real he's comfortably the best player that, that's ever played well I feel like he played the Celtics and like lost in multiple game sevens to Bill Russell and so Bill Russell and the Celtics get all this credit but sports are wacky where it's just like a, a few bounces here or there and right. say Wilt has like two more, three more rings. Is he just like, yeah, yeah, like okay? Say, say Russell had eight. Like three of those game sevens went the other way. Say Russell's got eight. Wilt's got five. It's like Russell's still clearly the greatest winner because he's got eight rings and the the everything. But at what point is like, okay, listen, this guy did it five times. He's comfortably the best of all time. I mean, how much do you discredit him for all of the game sevens not going his way? Like we talked I mean, about LeBron being able to flip the switch. That's the one knock on Will. Not well, a flip switch. I, I would need to see his stat. If his stats are like far below what he normally, if he did his 68 points and 22 rebounds and they I'm lost sure him. Crazy playoffs. That's what I'm I can't, I can't put anything on or, or I can't put it all on him, I should say. But I, I no, these numbers just don't look real. I just simply don't believe them to be real. He won two rings. Okay. You know, he was also the first uh, MVP, NBA MVP to die. Did you know that? I did not. It's been he, it's been Moses Malone, it's been Kobe Bryant. And Will Chamberlain died like 20 years ago. Right before the invention of more pictures and media and things of that nature. So, but man, oh man, that guy was, I get it. He was playing pro ball from the time he was like nine years old. Just it's that much better than everyone. Just that much better for 50 years. Allegedly. You must hate Bill Russell. Like, I know they're like uh, publicly, they're, they're friends, but if you well, were the, dead. objectively one of the best players, like you were just far and away the best player in the league and then just, this pesky Bill Russell and Bob Cousy dribbling around there with like not even using his left hand. That must be infuriating. I, I think Will had his mind on other ventures. I think he he put up some impressive stats, self-recorded uh, in other ventures in life. I, I I think he I think he passed the time uh, just fine. But do you know how many times Bill Russell and Bob Cousy were there to cock block him? He could have had forty thousand. You make a good point. I know when he retired. He had 30-something thousand points. I don't even know. It was like some Babe Ruth shit where Babe Ruth retired with 714. The next closest person was like Lou Gehrig with like 82, like something wild like that. Oh, I was talking about women he could sleep with. I uh... Oh, those type of points. Oh, I mean, he said, what, 20K? It's probably a conservative. Bet. Like the 60s, again, the 60s didn't exist is what I'm, is what I'm saying. So I have a theory that there were no real rules in the 70s. Um and so he retired and then basically 
no one was really looking at what people were doing and, and it's a bunch of free mm. love. The seventies are uh, a wild decade. And so that's what I'm saying. I was like, he probably like he probably had a real number and the publisher was probably like, You have to cut that in half. That's an absurd number. He was like, Okay, twenty thousand. Twenty an un, a completely unabsurd number. A uh, conservative estimate. We yeah. Uh, yeah. So imagine I'd I'd lay so many prop uh, pickums on Will Chamberlain if he was still playing. Like seventy five and a half points rebound over. You're taking oh oh he's gonna have fifty and twenty six, and he just might. But it is time for some rivals picks. Oh, they got Julius versus Anthony Davis. This is this is cruel. That feels like it's a direct calling out of you. This is this is absolutely a shot across my bow. Anthony Davis, Julius Randle, points. Julius is only getting one. I'm going Anthony here. Like I think he's back. He's been playing well. But yeah, it's really it's not enough. It's not enough. I need some more points for Jew. He's at 14, 24, and 14 lately. Like, I think AD would score more than all three of those. So I'm going, give me AD there. We got Joe Harris versus Levine. Okay. Joe's getting 14 points, though. This is, these are the ones I like. I'm going Levine here. Give me Levine. He's been back and he's been. It seems like he's like healthy back. So go on Levine here. Are you fading me or, or picking the? Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot what I was doing. I should yeah, yeah. be fading you. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I believe in Joe Harris, and if LeBron comes back, then Anthony Davis will score less points. There you go. Let's see points. Terry Rozier is getting a point and a half on Michael Porter Jr. Terry is coming off of scoring forty three points. I think I'm going to take Porter like a career high. That's like, you know what I'm saying? You can be hot, but career high, hot. So your bet is that Terry scores 86 tonight. Like he, he's only getting warmed up. Oh, glad they back Terry Rozier. Let's lock that one in. Now for some pick them, pick Since this, oh, wow, this is a, this is a big parlay we got going here. It's a it's a big slate. It's a big slate. We got Ooh, Tatum versus Miami. No Jalen Brown. Looking they to need to be playing Tatum. for the playoffs, or they could probably rest Rob Williams and Miami just sends Jason Tatum to uh, the entire game and mm. the Celtics score 80 points. Yeah, but if he gets 40 of those. If he That's gets true. 40, I'm going over there, so definitely go under. Giannis, 41 and a half points, rebounds, assist. I think he's been a little low there lately. Again, oh, Orlando's not trying to win. Orlando, no, he'll play 20 minutes of this game. Give me the under. Yeah, the Magic are uh, not good. They yeah, are, I think they're uh, like. 10 or 11, like they're actively trying. I feel like Giannis plays 26 minutes. Of course, this, this goes to triple overtime, and he has 100 points, 100 rebounds, and also 100. This is a 20x 
uh, slip. I'm feeling good about it, though. I'm feeling good about it. If this one hits, I don't need to hit another one ever. Oh, no. I cannot wait for all. I was going to break them up, but now let's keep them as one. I faded you entirely. I uh, bet $5. <laughs> I'm excited to make $1,000 from <laughs> your yeah, nonsense. Yeah, we got we got to walk it like we talk. If we're fading, we fade all the way. I'm I, I'm gonna get them all wrong, so it means you should get them all right. So let's uh, let's give one more. We'll give just a, a little two timer or something. Uh, or excuse me, a, a three timer, or a, a six times your money. Just something to get the people's feet wet. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is at Detroit. Twenty two and a half points. I like the over there. I like that over. Siku Dumboya. Oh, the risk teams like why is he on the board? What are they doing here? That's, I'm going that's a trap. Under. I'm going under. I'll leave it at that. But it's definitely a trap I've fallen right into. And let's see one more. We'll get a people three. We'll get a people a nice. Cole Anthony, my old nemesis. Five assists. He's at three, two, and four his last three games. But I think the Bucks, of course, are going to slaughter them. Give me over. I think he plays a lot of minutes. He does. He's basically their entire team at this point. So, yeah, okay. We'll, and we'll lock that one in. That'll be a little six-time. You can buy your house with the first bet. Buy your car with the second bet. Locked in. We in there. I'm trying to see. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think this. I'll enter the draft earlier next time because I do want to do a live. Maybe we'll shoot for next week. The playoffs will be going. But I mean, unless anybody listening to this wants to head over to the App Store and Play Store or UnderdogFantasy.com and enter promo code Trill. But I don't think anyone here wants to. No one no wants one to here. do that next week and be in the draft no. with you. No, no, make no, no, no. A bunch of money. Nobody wants to win 50K. So, yeah, we would try to do one on the air. I would join it on like an hour before. So, hopefully, I can forget about it and my phone will buzz. So, that would do it. Show number six. Appreciate you all for listening. Appreciate Super Producer Jam. And we'll catch you all next week.